This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Welcome to Blurred Comics, the podcast about blurred shit and blackness from the mixed black perspective. How are you doing today, Miss <laughs> Main Main? What up? You sound so professional <laughs> and articulate. <laughs> yes, yes, that is me. <laughs> All right, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I mean, I'm good as good as you know a, a father. Uh, three weeks, yeah, or is it three? Oh shit, two weeks before Christmas. Oh, and I ain't and I ain't buy shit. <laughs> Rice and beans ain't told me they want like they don't tell me anything. Like they don't know. Do they believe in you know Santa? I mean? They do. They still they still do. So I mean, you know, I she's not. You know, beans is not. So I, I you know, I'm gonna ride it out for at least one more year. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, and their kids are gonna be like, this shit ain't real. And you know, and my my thing, I come to her and I say, look, people, and it's just like the religion thing. I said, people believe different things. You know what I'm saying? In her household, they don't believe in that shit. So in this house, you know what I mean? And you could just play it off like that. I don't know how long that's going to work, but she's all gravy right now. Um, so we'll play it out for another year. I mean, I don't want her to to spoil it for Rice, you know what I mean? Because she's the younger one, so I want... I, I spoiled know. that shit for my yeah. brother! Did you really? <laughs> I did. I did. You know... <laughs> <laughs> so bad because I have two younger brothers and I I it was like I was a well okay to the to the audience you know this but to the audience I have two younger brothers from my mom and dad who are both mixed like me um, and then I have two white older brothers full white from my mom's first marriage and a brother that's half black and Japanese from my dad's first marriage so you got a white sister when, too. And my white sister, right? See, I mean, forget she the first. She didn't. She didn't. So um, she was well out the house by the time you popped up. <laughs> well, well gone. Uh, so um, when it was time for me to know, like I, you know, in those nights, you know, Christmas night, and you're like, all right, why mom? Why is mom's room locked? And my brothers are in there, and the lights are on. You know what I'm saying? And then the following year, you get like ushered into the room and shit. You feel me? Like, mm. oh, we're gonna help mom. You know, uh, uh, you know, wrap the presents and shit. You know what I mean? And so it was like a rite of passage. Like you were, like you were asked into the, you know, into the room. So oh, it was you got like to be Santa's little helper once right, you got older right. enough. I see. So, so it was, it was a cool, it was a cool thing to, to be a part of. So I don't, I mean, it's not something that, you know, Beans is going to be able to, you know, cause I don't have that type of, we don't have that type of thing here, but you know, it's, 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 it's not a thing that I want to, I, I didn't want to ruin it for my brothers. Cause I was a part of this group now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to ruin it for them. But damn girl, why are you doing that shit? Well, <laughs> so to be fair, I didn't. Okay, maybe, yeah, there was a little bit of... <laughs> I had to check myself. I'm an honest person. I need to check yeah. myself. So, from my memory of it, I think I was just kind of fed up with the... It, it was the shock of finding out that adults had lied to you. And and pretty much, right. it's, it's the... it's a To my view of it, and mind you, I'm coming from the perspective of a woman who does not want children and does not have children. Mm-hmm. I always thought... Santa was a cruel thing to give to children and take away. And then later on in life, someone, a philosophy friend of my husband's uh, said, you know, it's 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 a lesson that you teach your kids that even the people who you trust the most, your parents can lie to you. And so you use Santa or the Easter Bunny or Sky Daddy or whatever to like mm-hmm. teach a kid, hey, we're not always correct or we're sometimes we're we flat are out lying to you. And so that's how that household viewed it. I thought that was interesting. So I kind of incorporated it over a couple of years into into my thought process about it. Um, but I loved Santa. Like, and even into adulthood, I still loved the idea of Santa. But as a, a kid of color who grew up in the hood, I thought I had a lot of mixed feelings about Santa because I'm like, how come when I'm with my mom's side of the family, Santa come through? But when I'm with my dad's <laughs> side of the family, Santa ain't here for us. Santa don't come right, to right, hood. Right. You know, and so it was this it was this sense of unfairness for me. And mm-hmm. and then the reveal comes. So I'm about 
I want to say I'm second grade when it happened. So how old are you in second grade? Like eight? About seven or eight? Six, six, six? seven. Oh, even younger. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so that's when I find out the truth. But I was already pretty investigative because I remember we lived in Rancho Cordova at the time. And I, didn't, I lived in Rancho Cordova up through kindergarten. And I saw my mom's handwriting. My mom had very distinct handwriting. And my mom's handwriting was on the, the label and it said to Charmaine from Santa. And I was like, Mom, why, is your, why does Santa have your handwriting? And she goes, oh, no, no, no. Dude. I fill out the forms for Santa. <laughs> you know, the like she had, she had it locked and loaded. She was like, oh, no, no, no. Right. Don't worry about it. Like Santa gives me the gifts because he's really busy. <laughs> you know, whatever it right. is. She she wrote the labels because it made it easier for Santa. That's okay, a, I fine. mean, but th- that's a good switch. I mean, it's like you know, look, hey, he got shit. He in and out. You feel me? He drops some shits off. He tells me who it's for, and I do it. You that know, that might have I mean? been good for some kid who doesn't have this investigative quality that I have <laughs> sitting here watching Investigate Discovery. But back then, I was like, okay, I'll accept that for now. And then the following year, I was like, how come Santa got me the exact same stuff you had me pick up when we were at the store? So there was this one birthday in particular because my birthday's in December, and so and the before my birthday we went around and she was like what are all the things you want and so I like touched everything that I wanted and for some reason I don't know why we had money that year but for some reason um that was like the best Christmas slash birthday season ever because I had very distinct birthday presents and very distinct Christmas presents and there was a lot of them uh one thing in particular was this Care Bear game that I really wanted because I was hella hyped for the Care Bears and so that year like okay first time I figure out that the handwriting is the same second time I'm like this is the exact same stuff that my mom had me put my hands on in the store and then she told me to go play. So I had to go play somewhere while she was in line. Obviously, I figured out later on in life she was buying all the stuff I put my hands on. But at the time, I just thought, you know, I was like I was riding one of those little carousel things you have in front of Kmart or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I was on mm-hmm. one of those things. And so I, that was the first year where I was sitting here going like, OK, there's something weird about Santa. And that was kindergarten. And then by second grade, it was full on reveal busted. I don't remember how it was, but I remember walking into the room and being like like I just caught my parents cheating you know it was like something something went down and so they told me to keep it quiet keep it from from my brother and keep up the charade so we did the cookies and the milk thing one year whatever and we put it next to the little table that was by the uh, stairs in this like duplex we lived in or whatever or townhouse or something and this is when we lived in Modesto by this point and oh so that must have been first grade It was first grade. And I was sitting here like getting really angry because for my brother, he was like almost five years younger than me. They always coddled everything for him. So if I got a birthday gift, he got a gift on my birthday. But when it was his birthday, I never got a gift on his birthday. You know, like shit like that. Like he was so sensitive that they coddled him. And I think this Christmas I was just fed up. And I was like, you you know, mom and dad are Santa, right? That's why there's gifts. (laughs) It was like, that's why there's Santa gifts at grandma's house. And that's why there's Santa gifts here. I was like, they're lying to us the, you know truth is out and my brother cried and cried and cried and it's not the only thing I ruined for him because his birthday is also 4th of July <laughs> wowzers <laughs> so, you went straight resentment I was, I was a bitter yeah, child <laughs> yes like oh, he, okay, got, okay, he okay, felt okay. all big and bad because he was like you don't get fireworks on your birthday only I'm special and I was like dude it's not just your birthday it's America's birthday these fireworks yeah. are not for you. None of these people care about you. <laughs> Wowzers. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you remember wow. how, how sensitive he was when he was? Yes, I do. That's what I'm saying. Like shit. I can see I can see his reaction was crushed the yes. spirit. Yeah. No, I, I did it. I was I spoiled it. I, I ruined Santa and birthday for him forever. Um which is probably why I can't get him to answer a text message because I can talk to him. I was like, really shit. Long time. <laughs> I can see why he holding out uh, yeah, like that uh close and shit. I mean like damn. I mean it's tough because we're so far apart in age. I mean maybe you have a gauge mm-hmm. for that too because like my brother and I are almost five years apart so he's coming into elementary and I'm on my way out like we only shared the same school for a couple of years and so like our lives were different and I was just really resentful because by the time he came around everything changed like we had to be soft for him constantly because he was a lot more he wasn't as resilient a kid as I was so right right 
I just, yeah, I had mad resentment, so that's what I ruined it. But I did hear a story a couple years ago that I really liked, and it reframed Santa for me again. So this was an idea of this one family said one day a kid came and, and spoiled the truth or whatever, and so the kid comes home to his mom, and he's, like, distraught as hell. He's like, no Santa, the world is lies, you know, the, what's even the point anymore? I'm not, I, there, if I don't have to be good, why do I, you know, like, all this kind of stuff. Basically the same reason, the same thing that, you know, Sky Daddy does for people like if if it doesn't exist why do I have to be good and uh, the mom sat him down and said well listen when Santa was first came into existence there wasn't as many people on the planet and um and so he could get to everybody in a night but now there's way more people and he's only one person he can't do this so they assign parents as agents of Santa and so he outsources and so this is how she teaches her kid at this point and so she said, so don't ruin, don't ruin the truth for everybody else because not every kid knows this. But when you're an adult you would, and you have kids, you'll eventually be an agent for Santa as well. And, and so she said, so now that you know, how about you, you pick somebody in your life that maybe doesn't have as much as we do and you be Santa for them. And, um, and so this was a way, kind of like how you got ushered into the room and you finally got to be a part of it. So he looked around his neighborhood and there was a little old lady, a couple houses down who always came and, uh, picked up her paper every morning in her bare feet and, and, or, and maybe, or her slippers and, and but looked cold or something like that. So he he got um, slippers and a robe for her, like a long terry cloth bathrobe, and put it, you know, brought it to her house or whatever and um, left it on her doorstep as Santa. And then the next morning after Christmas was so excited that he waited outside hiding in his bushes so he, like next door so that he could see her come out and uh, get her newspaper. And when she did, she was in the robe and the slippers. And I think it included oh. a note of something about like, I you know... So, whatever reason like a pay it forward type of thing and so he felt so good that he started anytime he had a friend find out that Santa didn't exist he would tell them oh now you get to do this now you get to be an agent for Santa and so I like that idea even though it still involves the lying to the is, children it's kind of sweet right right and it, yeah no I, I actually like that I actually like that that's yeah because it is it's plausible in a sense that you could be like okay it came from something and then now i see because of expanding and all that type of shit you know the whole thanos thing you know resources <laughs> <laughs> you know people you know uh you you know so then parents okay i like that it's I sweet really right do. so like if yeah. beans comes to you and she's like cut the bullshit i know yeah, right. then you can be like okay now you know here's your first assignment exactly pick somebody in your life and um and will be Santa for them. So yeah, that's really nice. I like that. That's yeah. that. That was that took some thought, and, and it, yeah, that's pretty good. And I wonder if she had that story like locked and loaded, like ready for the day a kid comes to her, one of her children comes right. to her, and was like, "Look at what I found out today. You're all lying." <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, because I'm I'm just uh, you know that's I'm waiting for that day, and that that actually gives me see I will be locked and loaded with that shit. You feel me? I will be yeah. like, this is the situation. Let me sit you down. I might even, I mean, it might could even be a nice little daddy daughter. Hey, let's go out and eat. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and we gotta we gotta talk about this because I, you know, now it's gonna be that's the way that she's ushered in or or you know what I mean? Right. I think there's something cool. better to that than like you're the parent and the one who breaks a tomb versus some asshole kid who just wants like I was who just right. wanted to ruin somebody's <laughs> happiness. I own it. I own it. You said it. You said it. Yeah. <laughs> man, oh man. Um, so I mean I, I, I gotta get to I gotta get on that Amazon. You feel me? So uh there we go. I gotta get on the Amazon real yeah, fast and get that, put that prime to use. But it, see, it's weird, though, because it's like you get to a point where I have toys that like I really want to go in their room and just wrap some shit up that they already have and bring it out there and be like, <laughs> they'll be like, oh, shit, I got this game again. You know, I got this game. I promise you they would not know because there, <laughs> there are things in their in their bedroom that they have not opened yet. So I, I you know what? That's probably two or three of the things are going to be something they've already had that you just forgot about. That's pretty funny. Some I of the mean, things, do you guys have like particular traditions because there's some that i had that i miss now that i don't have like a family christmas anymore 
Right. Um, no, I mean, we, you know, we try to do the little, you know, it, because my wife is Mexican, we, they do it at, they do everything at nighttime, you know, like, uh, uh, the Christmas Eve, everybody comes over to the grandma's house, mm-hmm. um, and we, you know, we all open up gifts. We give gifts to, you know, her brother's families and all, you know, her other brothers and stuff like that. They're all the nephews and nieces and shit. And uh, then Santa Claus comes at night, and then they get, you know, a good present from Santa Claus. Not a good present because I don't want to. I'm a believer of that as well. Like I don't want to make Santa Claus for one kid better than Santa Claus for another kid. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you know, I, you know, they get one pretty good gift. What I'm going to get you the gift that I want you to know I want that, that you earned. That it came from you know mom and saying? daddy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's kind of our tradition. You know, we do, you know, I cook up some, something just crazy out of a, out of a, a, a Christmas cookbook. Last year I did like a, this big ass baked wreath with like, all the, these meats and it was like a taco wreath. It was pretty damn good. Like I, you know, I'll, I could pick. Hey, I could pick a res- recipe. You know how some people pick a recipe and still fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, so I could pick a recipe and I can, I, I can, I can bang it out. You know what I'm saying? So and uh, just chill. You know what I mean? Um, we don't do like I know. I mean, I like it, but we don't do the whole pajama family pajama thing. Um, That's trees tradition. They do the. Yeah. They do the. Um, they don't match or nothing, but they do. Right. Everybody got a pajama set. So right. once we kind of separated from the family or just in distance, you know, it's it's distance. Yeah. I, I started to make sure that he got his pajamas every year um, as part of his thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, and I like that. I mean, I just, uh, we try to do that. Uh, but most of the time, it's like, we, like the girls want their, there's like a shirt they want to wear. And it says like, you know, ho ho holidays, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Right. So it's, you know, they have their own little outfits. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just chilling in the, with the fam and then, you know, then uh, uh, opening the gifts the night before. That's that's pretty much what we, what we do. So We used to do, on the Japanese side, we did uh, Christmas Eve, we got, to open one gift or sometimes we got to open two because we would also get an ornament every year so that when we got Mm -hmm. older we would have a tree already filled with ornaments Um, none of which I have anymore Um, when that family broke apart so did my collection of ornaments I guess I don't have access to those anymore so I looked forward to getting my ornament so that when I did finally get go around to getting a tree I've only gotten a tree as an adult like twice and and then by then we had cats so having a tree with cats is a disaster but I did I stored up my ornaments so I started to ask like you know tree to kind of do that he kind of did a couple times mostly I would buy myself an ornament to try to keep it up and then when we moved back to California from Massachusetts guess what got left behind uh so all my ornaments are at the house in Massachusetts and whoever lives there yeah. now probably has them. Uh, so like <laughs> all my stuff is over. Like and and then in the of course in the morning we wake up at the crack and and uh, open the presents and and hang out all day and eat and cook and stuff like that. But and now yeah. it's nothing. Now it's it's just like it's no different. It's just a day off now, unfortunately. So I miss some mm-hmm. of it, but I don't know how to not make it weird to just be like right. two of us where I'm always the one that does the gifts and he doesn't. Like it's just not it's not his way. I guess so like it was, it's always one-sided if we do do it anyway so it's right. like whatever it's not. actually actually lately we've been doing like what I would do is a go get king crab legs instead of because like you know we don't we're done with turkey turkeys are Thanksgiving thing yeah so we get king crab legs and I put them on the Traeger and I smoke them with some butter you know some garlic butter and all mm. that type of shit mm. and then some uh, like bacon wrapped um, green beans or asparagus and like actual turkey stuffing though like I make that stuffing but you know, that's usually what we kind of eat on mm. Christmas because it's not a, it's not we're like we're not big, like we have to have a Thanksgiving, you know, a, I mean, a turkey and a ham yeah, yeah. and all that type of shit. So that's usually what we, uh, what we eat. So that, that's that's the cool. other part. Now that we're reluctant, well, now that I'm a reluctant vegetarian and he's a fully invested vegetarian, the thing that, that his tradition had that I ended up incorporating was they used to do a meat tray the night before. Uh-huh. And yeah. I'll, like, what am I going to do now? A tray? How dare you? I will not. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not going to be gotta, <laughs> Some, uh, you got, uh, see, I got this kind of squash and I got this kind of squash. Right. Ranch. Nope. This is kind of Southwest ranch. You There's gotta... no replacing that. <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, I still kind of eat meat when it's available and I didn't buy it or whatever. But, um, but yeah, like there's a bunch of stuff that kind of got ruined, not ruined in a bad way, but just like 
starting vegetarian made it so much harder to like keep up with the things that I loved about holidays. Usually had to do with food. So, <laughs> do, do you what crudite? No, crudite is vegetables, right? Yeah, crudite is vegetables, and I, what's the one that has the meat? What is this shit called? Charcuterie. That's charcuterie. There you go. Charcuterie. That's yes, it. yes. So we got crudites and charcuteries. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I do. I do. I do like them. Um, like the trays with the little sausage and the cheese and the crackers. Yeah. I have. To, I have to say, yeah. I think I, you know, like with uh, with the salamis and shit. I, I have to say, my Italianness comes out. That's the only thing. Like I would hunker meat. down on the salami side of the meat tray. Like you can do whatever yeah. you want with the turkey and chicken. Over there. Yeah, you better. You better give me that salami. Yeah, there's a lot of things <laughs> I miss, man. I miss it. I'm just looking forward to the day off. Oh, this is the other part that's a bummer. Is uh, this is the first time in my adult life having a job that I don't get the last two weeks of the year off. And I know that's uh-huh. like crying like mixed main problems me but i always worked in <laughs> i always worked in industries that like shut down the last two weeks of the year and so there was like right. hardly a reason to be at work and i would i would do the like pop in on a couple days just to say ahead of some things but mostly right. just take take the whole time off and so this time it's the busy time for this particular job because they're doing it's a it's a lighting company and they do like premieres and big hollywood events and stuff like that mm-hmm. but also all of those rich ass people People that have TV shows, reality TV shows, apparently we're doing all their parties and their Christmas lightings and stuff like that too. So we legit have things every, almost every day of the rest of the year. So I'm only getting off Christmas and uh, I think we leave early the Eve, Christmas Eve. So, right. so yeah, like uh, there's a whole bunch of things about this year where I'm just like, me. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't get my record. No, yeah. If you so. don't get the record, if you used to some shit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I'm um, setting my ways, so. Right. It's, it's a weird thing because I jumped industry um, for this job and and so yeah that that goes away. But I, I'll still go watch a movie on Christmas Day because that's that's always been. I've never. What? I don't think I've ever skipped uh, that. Yeah. That's what fun. movie are you gonna see this year? We're doing Aquaman this weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, Spider Verse comes out the week after. Spider Verse, no, Spider Verse comes out the fourteenth. Oh, that's shit. what sucks is that I want to see that this weekend, but I don't want to like double movie it. You know what I'm saying? But you can let do me that. ask you this question: yeah. Do you don't want to double movie it because you that's too many movies in one weekend? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I I think I mean I I would, uh, but like I gotta have popcorn. I don't want to eat all them popcorns oh, in like two days. You know what I'm saying? I like see. I have to literally eat two larges. Okay, so you get a whole. So, that's that's like yeah, when I you gotta, get like, down and back. you eat like something that you don't normally eat. Yeah, because you're super healthy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I try. You know, I mean, I try. Like lately, I've been get so when I do go get you know get a large and I fuck up a whole large and get the kids a little kids you know the kids baby bag with a little gummy and shit so they get the kids meal um and so i'd be like hey keep your hands off my big ass popcorn no i, I, I didn't know that. whoever but, ate the whole thing of popcorn now i now i knew i knew you all along and i didn't know you were the one person who ate a whole large one. popcorn <laughs> before the movie started shit i know no right? um yeah no i i I, you know, I try not to. I mean, I, I, I put it in the box and sometimes I'll like, I will, like if I have a whole bunch of people with me, I'll take the large pour in the box, you know, make it all whatever, butter and salt and shit, and then go get the refill. And then, you know what I'm saying? So everybody gets that because you get the refill and shit. So, um, <laughs> but I, I mean, it's like one of those things where you're just watching and this, and then by the time you're at the bottom eating them little crunchy ones and shit. So, um, but it, it, I don't know. I mean, I would, I, I don't know if I have enough time. Like maybe I'd go on Sunday or maybe I want to go on like Friday night and see it because it does yeah. come out, but probably won't have no tickets and shit, but I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out because I do want to see that movie. We're, I was supposed to go see it last Last week, but um, not last week, two weeks ago, when uh, Beans had a uh, had a uh, tournament, um, and um, so we weren't able to actually go. I gave it to my I gave it to my boy, so uh, he said it's, he said it was tight though. Yeah, he said it was tight though. Yeah, for me, I can go back to back. Like I can, I can see, I can sit in a movie theater from time it opens to the time it ends. Like, yeah. I, like I said many times, I went to film school. I am trained to sit in a theater and watch movies and tell people why their opinions about movies are wrong. That's what I got my degree in. <laughs> so I can sit there and do it. Over, like it doesn't matter. I could go. Actually, the night we did Infinity War. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I bought the ticket, so I, we had the 7 o'clock. We're in the credits, and Tree looks over at me. He's like, I want to watch that again right now. So I look on the phone, and sure enough, there were still a couple seats left in, in the, like, hella late night screening. And it was only wow. like a 15 or 20 minute difference. So I bought those motherfuckers and we walked right in, out of one and right back into another. Um, That's tight. I mean, I could, I think I could do that because then you're, it's like you're getting that same. All right. Now that I, now that I, I dealt with that part of it, let me go in and do, like now I can look at other shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, there's only been a few times when I've seen the same movie multiple times in one day. Usually I've seen it in the same week or weekend. Um, the op- opening weekend the four-day opening weekend of Black Panther, I think I had seen it every day of the four-day opening weekend, and then I saw it again right. the next week, stuff like that. So the only movie, I just looked it up, the only movies that looks like it's coming out on Christmas Day is uh, Holmes and Watson. But yeah, Right, right. So maybe I'll do that because it's it's going to be funny. I'll probably would. Or Mary Poppins, like, I don't know if I care. Uh, I mean, the girls want to see that. I think the girls want to see that, so maybe that'll be... Like what if, we do. If this was a couple years ago, there's a lot of movies that are like a Charmaine type of movie I would have seen years ago. But now with the climate being what it is, it's really <laughs> it's so hard for me to watch like a movie full of white people. Now, right. Because I just feel like, oh man, this is where my money's going. Like, right, uh, right. So no. I've been kind of pigeonholing myself into watching mostly, you know, more inclusive movies or whatever. Are so, you sure you don't want to go see the guy that made white people like rap music? White people. What was it like Lin, Lin, Lin Manuel? oh that thing yeah him yeah i mean it's cool and all but then at the same time even though i love hamilton i haven't seen it but i i have the the soundtrack and i listen to it like crazy um then just the other day someone said something on twitter that had me feeling like you know how you read something on twitter sometimes you get like instant shame even though you're by yourself in a room right Um, right or someone was like, oh, oh, you sitting here like like Hamilton made you care about founding fathers. Founding fathers didn't care about you. <laughs> George Washington kept his slaves after death. Like, like basically this one slave, I just found the story out, but this one slave had escaped and while, while Washington had become president and everything like that. And she successfully escaped. Like, they ended up finding out where she was, but she kept shaking them. They never, they never got her back. And so at um. some point, Washington wrote in his will to free all the slaves after Martha had died. So he dies early, Martha stays alive, but he wrote his will in such a way that all slaves that they owned, all 120 of them, were free after Martha died, except for the one who ran away, because technically, by law, she was still owned by them. And since slavery was uh, you know, in perpetuity, like your your progeny were, were also owned, basically, <clears throat> under the law, her and her child were owned even after he did like she still got away she still like she lived her life she did eventually live her life in poverty and stuff like that her husband died and her child had died or whatever but she never went back she was never enslaved again but technically under the law she was so someone tweeted about that and i had just heard that story too on another podcast and so all of those things were going on in my head and i'm like fuck i can't listen to hamilton anymore alexander hamilton like I felt all kind of shame right. all of a sudden. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen that. I think I have to see Hamilton because I don't, I don't know. If I still want to see it. I still want to see it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know because it's it's one of those things where it's like I don't. I don't, I'm not a hip hop head in a sense that like, I'm not a purist. You know what I mean? I like E-40. So it's not something like, you know, I, you know what I mean? He That's only because you got the same accent. <laughs> right. You know me because I'll be up there in the Bay Area. But, um, you know, it's, <laughs> so I like, I like him and he says dumb shit like weeplizations and shit. You know what I mean? So like, I'm not a purist in that sense mm-hmm. of it. Uh, you know, I did, you know, grow with, you know, nauseomatic and all that, you know, back East and you know in the Bay Area and in in you know so in Outcast when it came out when the Dirty South came up so we we kind of came up when when that shit blew up but I don't know if I can I, like I don't like talking rap like in a sense like I don't know okay. if I like when people like I love musicals do not get me wrong like if you're in a, if it's a musical and you're singing something about going over here and all that type of shit you know what I'm saying <laughs> I get it but like I feel I love like how you turned out dude like. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird <laughs> it's weird to me how 
like when I hear somebody do it in in its rap form, I just get turned off for some reason. Like uh, I feel like, no, bro, you can't just rap that. See, like here I am. I don't know. This little hip hop girl from the LBC trying to be seen for my blackness. You got the black on the outside. And I get, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, man. No. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I understand. Like, I, I, I mean, I love musicals, too. That, that kind of stuff has always been a thing for me. It was always something I hid. I hid from friends because I didn't like it, it It wasn't okay yet until recently for you to be like into m- musicals and things like that but but Hamilton kind of bridges a gap for me and I, I do like the way they right. did things one, one thing I particularly like is there's a there's a nod in one of the songs to Shook Ones mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. says I'm only 19 but my mind is older uh, as Hamilton as the character Hamilton and whatever right. and, um, and so I like that there's things like that like where, where you where you get to see like a, a person who is really into hip-hop not just someone who's co-opting it or whatever is using it so i do like hamilton for that i do want to see it i tried desperately last year to see it when it was here in in la every day but and i was broke i couldn't afford to go so i was trying to do the free ticket thing every single day but uh but yeah like i don't know i'm in i'm in this time where like things some news thing will make it hard for me to continue to enjoy something that i love right you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know why like I'm letting when, myself be that affected. Yeah, I mean, is it is it that you revisit it with with under with a different new view? Eyes, yeah, or... that's exactly it. Like, I mean, like Louis C.K. is is a, an example, right? He's he's a comic that I fucking loved for years. I've followed his career. I've seen him in person. You know, like I lo- like he's one of my go to. Even now, a lot of the material, like you know, Tree and I are trying to be funny all the time, and so a lot of our material is lifted from other funny people. And there's things we just say to each other that comes out of these other comics that that we've um we've heard over the years and now with you know the news around him and and his audacity to keep coming out and being in comedy clubs like like he's paid his debt in some kind of way now i can't listen to him even the things that i i have enjoyed for years i can't find i can i mean i guess i can still find the humor to a degree but i'm angry at the same time and I also get in this weird kind of thing, like when I'm mad at, when I don't like somebody anymore, or I'm mad at some, and then if something they do makes me laugh, I get hella angry at myself that I enjoyed them. And that's just all entirely self-inflicted things. Like I have hated and like with the passion and fire, I have hated Tom Cruise for decades at this point. I hate that dude. I will, I refuse to watch anything he's in. I think he's psychotic. I think he's like his whole thing with the Scientology and all that kind of stuff. I also hate. I also think he's a terrible actor, and I don't understand why people like him. Um, he's garbage. He's I think garbage. He's garbage. I really do. And everybody's like, oh, no, but but Mission Impossible and this and that. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. That dude, I cannot stand him. He's always Tom Cruise in every movie. And at 50-some-odd years old, I don't believe that he is pulling off that stuff. Plus, we all know he's my size, and he's always trying to look taller than people. And everybody knows he's short, and he's a chill the fuck out with that short thing. But, you know, whatever. I got feelings. <laughs> But then I watched Tropic Thunder, and his character in Tropic Thunder had me rolling, and I was angry at myself because (laughs) he was so good in that, or at least that he made me laugh in that, that I was like, I was real salty about it. Real salty. Right. Right. No, I mean, it. it's weird when when yeah, when you see somebody that you do not like in something that you actually like them in it. But it doesn't I mean, and, and you just have to look at it like, OK, I like him in this. And that's see, it. See, I don't want to like, yeah, maybe. But this is a question, right? This is actually a, a topic that people get into a lot right now is like, are we allowed to separate the artist from the art? You know, it comes up with R. Kelly. And now it's coming up with Kevin Hart. You know, they're like. All every uh, the people that are considered problematic faves, you you decide whether or not you're allowed to still enjoy what you used to enjoy from them mm-hmm. after they become problematic. And for me, like I have a hard time separating the art from the artist in a lot of cases, um, especially in comedy, because those motherfuckers write their own shit. So right. if if it's a you know it is a reflection of them. Maybe with song with singers, not as much as with songwriters. I don't know, but like. I mean, I can't listen to R. Kelly without cringing anyway. Like, I don't care if any, I don't care if I ever loved it. I honestly couldn't say anymore. It's been so long. Like, I've known about him being a pedophile since high school, so I've not been able to deal with him this whole time. But, like, one of my problematic faves is 
Childish Gambino, Donald Glover. He says in one breath, he says he likes when when he's having sex with white women when they throw racial slurs at him and try to and, and try to like uh, subjugate him in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. I find that problematic, sir. But I still, right, right. but I haven't hated it so much that I've separated him from the art. I just like I always acknowledge I know he's problematic, but I fucking love his shit. So like I guess his isn't as bad to me because it's about a kink and a you know a, a lot of times I think your kinks are sort of a safe space, a, a place and where you can do things you don't do in your regular life. I don't know. I don't know why. Right. I have to no, no, yeah, no, I, the door. I, I get that part. But I feel like other people could say that exact same thing, and I'd be like, fuck that dude forever. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I think it <laughs> <Done>. just depends. <laughs> done with you, sir. I am done with you, I, sir. Yeah, no, I, I I, didn't know about that about him. But, uh, you know, I mean, I can see when there are, and just speaking to the thing that you're talking about, about kinks, is that there are some things that you want because of what they are, in a sense. Because like of the some, taboo or, or whatever. Exactly. Like some girls like to be choked the fuck out or you know what I'm saying or smacked right. shit. but that's not like you know they don't look at the person that's doing it as a you know a person that actually wants to harm them in, in that sense or yeah you know, I uh, mean I knew a girl who had the rape fantasy thing like she oh, she yeah. liked to do the role play the rape role play and as a person who has twice suffered rape I'm like what the fuck right. you know like I can't right. I can't deal with that and but I have to also try to remind myself that shit is not mine. That's hers. Right. It's her deal. She's not asking me to do it. Or if she did, how dare you, sir? But you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like right, right. things like that. Um, and that like I I, I get it. I, I want to be the kind of person that says like your kink is OK if it's consensual, it's informed and all these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I don't have those same type of kinks, you know, maybe I don't deal with them very well. Like I try to know myself about it. Uh, yeah. But like when someone you really like reveals something like that about themselves and you're just like, do I have to think about them different now? Yes. That, that's kind of a, yeah, that's like a, yeah, because you're, you're kind of like looking at them like, wait, 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 it, it, if they like this, what is overall like in their mind? But I, you know, it's, yeah, sometimes you have to be like, we have, you know, there are things that they, people like to do in like wearing diapers and, and all this other shit. Well, they yeah. Can, I feel like, yes, like some things would cross a line for you and some things wouldn't. Like if it's like if you're role playing pedophilia, even though it's role playing and it's not actual children, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would be like, oh, no, we can't be friends. You know, (laughs) I'm saying that that's yeah. I mean, it's it. there are there are things that people. You know, because I, I, there have been people that be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I want the rape fantasy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, you do realize that you can't just be like, hey, uh, one day I just want you to find me. I'm going to be at the nail shop. And I just want, when I come right. out, I want you to just grab me and throw me in the car. Mm-mm. Bitch, everybody around there got to know that that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Because I'm black, you white. You're going to have this shit in writing, <laughs> notarized, signed by this, 15 lawyers. I'm saying, with cameramen <laughs> and shit. You feel me? Like, you can't just be telling me that that's what you want to do and think I could do it, you know? But, right. you know... It you know people are people are people they have their own little things but you know I feel you I mean it, you know to get back to to what it is is that it's like can you separate that and you know uh, sometimes it's hard I mean it it actually brings up one of the things that I was having issues with to, lately is that motherfuckers getting mad at people being offended because I guess you know people have looking at that song uh, baby is cold outside mm-hmm. a little differently you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I you know I said a couple years ago I said to my wife I said this song is a little rapey right like if you think about it he, she's like bro I gotta go and he's like nah, you know but as a dude I'm like I feel him in a sense I'm like as a dude you're trying to be persuasive in a sense that, like girl, I mean, you look, I mean, you, and then even if it ain't cold outside, even if it ain't blizzard, you know, uh, a, a storm outside, you kind of are like, hey, do you? I mean, do you really gotta go? Because you think that hey, it may happen or whatever. But like, like when you gotta says, shoot your shot. But how right. many times do you shoot and fail exactly. before you you have to stop? That's the thing. Like, at one point in the song, she's like, what's in this drink? And I know that that's a joke from back then. That's a joke from back then where they were like, oh, I don't know what I was doing. Something must have been in the drink. 
But now that we are in a different context, different timing, yeah, and we find out Shit's that niggas was really doing that shit, right? Cosby, yeah. all the money, yeah. dudes, Someone's really put shit right now, right? So when we when we realize that that shit really okay, that was a quote unquote joke at the time, and it was actually not quote unquote being fucking done. You have to look at it differently. Now, I don't want people to take the 2018 context of that song because it's not that it's not a song for right now if you remake it then you are going to be scrutinized like bro you do realize that you just remade a song that sounds and if you put it now it's kind of rapey because of what's going on yeah but you can't it's again it's the it's the member the apu thing in simpsons we can't look at the context now we can't put the things in context now that we have more information and we're more educated and we're further along as a progressive people the thing is we can say oh this shit is problematic now we realize it now we were fucking up back right. then so right. here's what we're gonna do going forward and right. you know you can still like I do have feelings about this because there's some old music movies like classic movies that actually are still in like the top 100 movies of all time who have like blackface and other things like that in it and you're like fuck I can't like you get mad that there was a time that you watched it and bypassed the problematic stuff you know because right. this is the climate we're in now we have to we have to identify problematic things and be like no we're not doing that anymore but I I think what we're what we're messing up on right now is is when someone is so hard hell bent on the history like keeping it pure that they can't right. even acknowledge that you know some things are fucked up and we it's okay right. to acknowledge right. that it's that it's fucked up and that we were fucking up before it's totally fine to do that that's, um, and that's all i want people to do but also my my point was when you're mad that somebody's offended about something that just means you're a dick yeah because because at least that person has a grievance with something right they have something that's tangibly making them feel some type of way yeah there's like a point you, behind what they're upset right, about right you on the other hand are just looking at a person that has a grievance and saying you shouldn't have that grievance that's fucking dumb right and so that right. to me is just an asshole move that's a that's you being an actual person that doesn't give a shit about how other people think differently than yourself. Yeah, the other person's taking a stand on an issue, and you're you're taking a stand on them having an opinion. Them having a stand, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that's and that was my point. Is like, I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that shit. I mean, you know, I like that song, "Baby It's Cold Outside." I mean, but when she says now in my own mind, and I'm 2018 me. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm blurred vision and I am who I am. And I'm, and, you know what I'm saying? Then, yeah, when she says, you know, I said no, boom, game over. I chopped my shit. She said no. I will walk you to your car and bid you adieu. Right. Maybe next time, that actual reaction and me doing that, she's going to be like, I don't got to go. You feel me? Everybody always asks. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. <laughs> don't, don't be like, I'm going to be respectful now so I don't have to be respectful. I'm just saying, you, you, your respect now can be some old, yeah, no, like it can lay the groundwork. <laughs> can lay the groundwork, you know what I'm saying? Man, don't have me on record being all agreeing with some bullshit, man. I'm trying to have a I'm career just, out here. I'm just saying, if, if you're not, you know, it, it, that's how it really starts, you know what I'm saying? Being nice and shit, and we can do some old behind the closed, you know, behind closed door shit later, you feel me? So I just want to put a disclaimer that on that one. whole section right okay. there and be like, I'm, hey, y'all, Blur Vision and I have known each other since we were, <laughs> what, 10 years old or some shit. We're boys. <laughs> And sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, <we> sometimes <laughs> I I allow myself to be super comfortable with. <laughs> and then my say, wait, wait, wait! What did I just say yes to? <laughs> <laughs> the opinions expressed on this episode are solely expressed by one dude. No, but like you're right. Like I fucking I played "Baby It's Cold Outside" on fucking repeat for ever like that was my jam like i was i was a big old like rat pack girl like i right. was i was the girl in high school who like listened to frank sinatra and sammy davis jr and dean martin 
and I was a swing dancer. Like, I did all that shit. And it was the time, too. It was the early 90s. That's when that kind of stuff right. had a resurgence and everything like that. But that was that was my shit. I put that song on repeat. I always thought it was a little strange that she says the line about the drink. But at the same time, you know, we were in an environment where girls were at the beck and call of the dude they like. Like, that was... We were almost raised to be like that. I mean, shit. Right. For prom, I got a dress that mimicked the... Um, not with the big bow or anything like that, but a black solid dress that mimicked the Audrey Hepburn dress in Breakfast and Tiffany's. And so it was like, my arms were showing, but my, my cleavage wasn't out. My back was out, but that, you know, that was about it. And my mom, she goes, oh, it's you. It's really nice. You look very pretty, but where's the skin? I was 17, you know, like, my, my mom is saying to her 17-year-old daughter about to go to prom, where's the skin? Like, that was the environment back then. Not that it was okay, <laughs> but that was, that was right. legit the environment back then. And so, you know, now I still like the tempo and the beat and stuff like that. I still like Santa Baby also. But, you know, same thing. It's like, help me be a kept woman. Ca- let, let me cash these checks. You know, and, th- and these aren't... These are not people I can identify with as as the Charmaine that I am. I was never the kind of person that can identify with that song. I just liked Eartha Kitt, you know. Um, right. But, you know, they're like now, now it's just like, oh, man, now I can't like this song. And I feel okay about it for the most part. Like, there's certain things that once once the problem area is acknowledged, like, I'm totally fine to have given it up or moved on with my... Or it, maybe not given it up so much as, like, evolved past it. Fine. It's over. I'm done with. But when someone's just like, don't be stupid. Don't sacrifice joy because of some problematic element. Look around it. Right, right. I think that idea is a little dangerous because I think... If I'm going to look if I'm going to look past what's in this drink, then what's the next thing I'm going to look past and what's the next thing I'm going to look past until I don't give a shit again, you know, about anything until I'm not allowing myself to be sort of enlightened about problematic things. And I guess that's kind of where I'm at now. But it's it's restrictive. Like it really is. There are things that you don't have in your life anymore that you used to like. I mean, I, I know that when I when I mentioned my whole feelings about the Disney princesses and stuff and you were and it sounded like it took you. And we've talked about it since like it. It you had some feelings that you had to deal with because you're a Disney dude and you're just like shit. I, you know, you're a I, Disney dude. I your daughters are into Disney. You had all kind of right. feelings. So I mean, yeah. that's exactly it. Like you, you, you have to sometimes look at things with different eyes. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and take it as okay. That was that was one of my things. But uh, you know, moving on. There's new things. There's going to always be new things. You can we can be creative as shit too. Let's make new Christmas songs. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And, and now that shit is hard. Yeah, like, it's I'm not thinking, easy. That's why. Really that's isn't. why Mariah's song still plays as is still in the top 10 every christmas because it's hard to write an original christmas song and once we get our hooks in we we got we're stuck in it (laughs) and those those things pay off if you could write a a a really really good christmas song you are you are set for life but it's such a rare thing to be able to do so like i understand why people are holding on to to it and it you know there's things that are like when things become a tradition it's a lot harder to break a tradition than it is to just be like 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 let's say Baby It's Cold Outside was just a random song from the 80s. Right. And it really didn't make that big of a hit, but every now and then there's that nostalgia resurgence and it pops up on a on a playlist or whatever. And you just right. like you hear it and you're like, alright, oh yeah, I remember that song you move on with your life. But this song has become a part of I mean, even just a it's couple hard. years ago Adina Menzel and Michael Bublé redid it. Yep. You know, yep. and they're two and, people uh, that I would assume would be like, hey, this is problematic. You know, like, but they did it. Didn't, yeah, and didn't... Um... Lady Gaga and what's the dude's name? Lady Gaga and uh, she did a whole album. Tony Bennett. Older white. Tony Bennett. Yes. Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett did. They did a version too. So, I mean, if it was, like you said, Ew, if it was. There's an age differential in that that uh, makes me That's kind of weird too, right? <laughs> It, it, you know, I mean, yeah, he, he was asking for a sponge bath. He wasn't yeah, really. He was. <laughs> he I, wasn't I, I definitely, I'm on record as having issues with age problems. <laughs> like, I got a tight window, folks. You, I, you know, I, I can't even think about that part of it. Now, I, I wasn't even looking at that. But. See? I'm here to ruin shit for you in any way possible. <laughs> that is perfectly. That's perfectly fine. I, I I am good with looking at it with new lenses. You feel me? And I will I kill Santa Claus. Through, 
I will kill May December relationships for Disney princesses. What you got? I will ruin it for you. <laughs> May December. That's that's weird that even that was a that's a thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there it is. Um, we probably should talk about something comic related since we changed the name of our show. Just like uh, one thing. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we could talk. Yeah, <laughs> we can talk about. I know. I know. We were just talking about earlier about we're seeing Aquaman coming up. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, we might. You know, you might want to go see uh, Into the Spider Verse this weekend. Uh, I sent you a, a honest trailer. Of yes. Spider Man. Before you go into the Spider Verse, enter an even weirder alternate dimension. <laughs> 1970s Japan. Japanese Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Born from a short-lived licensing deal between Marvel Comics and Toei, comes a loose adaptation of the web-slinger. Like, very loose. Where instead of the same old whiny high schooler with a spider bite, you'll follow a motocross racer with the enchanted blood of a dying alien from Planet Spider. Alright, who gives him a flying car that docks into a giant robot. Okay. And sends him on a mission of lethal revenge. It's like American Spider-Man, if Uncle Ben's dying wish for Peter was to become the Punisher. Okay, it's actually nothing like American Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And it was it was a little different than I remembered. It was a Charmaine masterpiece, joyful wonderfulness yes. of everything happy. <laughs> I didn't realize that uh, that that Spider-Man had the, one of the strongest pip hands. <laughs> Did you see him slapping people? I know. So the, what we're talking about, thing. folks, is the the limited um, licensing deal that that Marvel had struck with. I forget who it is in Japan, but for a yeah. limited time in the late 70s, uh, there was a TV series called Supida Man. And I did watch it as a kid. I was I'm a Japanese kid. So we had we had a lot of like um, bootlegs and shit like that um, when we were a kid or whatever. So I watched Supida Man. Uh, Supida Man is not your Spider-Man. He is right. not from Queens. He is. He did not lose his uncle. He did not. None of this stuff. He is an alien, or no, he's a human who was mixed with alien blood from a spider planet. He has a robot spaceship <laughs> named uh, Leopardon. Why is it Leopardon? I don't know. Who fucking cares? Yeah. It's essentially yeah. Voltron, though. Is it? Uh, it is. He flies around, and to change Leopardon from the spaceship, the flying spaceship, to the uh, robot version, you'd go, you'd go like, change your Leopardon, and it like. It, like he still said it in English, even though it yeah. was like the Japanese version of English. Um, Goodness. Or Goodness uh, and then it would become. I think it was called the Marveler when he was a ship, and yeah, Leopardon yeah. when he was a robot. But yeah, this was a vengeful Spider-Man. He was shooting automatic weapons. He was fighting humans and big old giant Gojira level monsters. Right. It was amazing, and that honest yeah. trailer rem showed me that I have no memory of. <laughs> there was there was a lot of stuff. That, I mean, and, and I knew that, like, when I watched, and 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 if you see the honest trailer, I knew that when I watched it, there were a lot of elements. When I saw, when I used to watch. Uh, um, uh, Power Rangers. I knew there were a lot of elements oh, that yeah. obviously came across. You know what I'm saying? Like the, you know, being out in the middle of the field and fighting dudes. And There's a like, lot of recycled with, footage between all of those Japanese right. um, TV shows. Yeah. Right. The explosions, be, you know, when they when they turn into the, you know, when, they, when they're fighting like the robot kaiju type of, you know what I mean, type of things and, 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 and everything. And then, uh, uh, you know, a lot of acrobatic, you know, kick, and then the dude flips over and falls. You know what I mean? That type of, yeah, that type of thing. But I didn't realize it was because I would, I did see this at my, you know, like I would watch this with my brother, like my 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 older brother, and it, I, you know what I mean? Like when I saw this, I was just like, wow. You, I mean, and and and, and on one end, it's like you could see 
that that is actually like a, a lot of a lot of stuff in, and, and what i loved about it a lot of stuff that they did in that they had to do at that it was like back in what it was oh yeah it was, it was practical effects it was it was real acrobatics real right. martial arts and gymnastics and you know you know and up throwing things. a and throwing a dummy body over the side like it's like oh did you see that part where they like drop spider-man a spider-man like into a car or whatever and it's a straight up like cardboard flat spider-man Yes. That yes. was amazing. <laughs> it, you know what I mean? Like, okay, you know, because they were sitting there like, okay, so shit, how are we supposed to make this happen? Okay. He's so supposed to drop. And, hmm, how does this work? You know what I mean? Some dude was doing it. And that pushed things forward. And I, it's, it is amazing. And it was uh, the toy, it was a toy company. Honestly, I T-O-E-I company. Uh, yeah, little, I, I feel bad. Like, I'm based. being a, a bad Japanese right now because I don't remember. But I, I have located this on DVD. I am going to order it, and I mm-hmm. we are going to watch these motherfuckers, and Bro, we are going we, to review them for the show because that we have to gave me so much joy. So a couple years ago, for the audience, Blur Vision saw some GIF or whatever in a Facebook thing and he sent it to me and he was like, bruh, what did your people do to Mm -hmm. Spider-Man? And so I had to sit there and tell him about it and and then I think over the years, like, you're like, oh yeah, I guess I kind of remembered that that was a thing or whatever. (laughs) And so... For you to have sent that to me today, it was like, well, one, it's just connecting a dot from something that we got into years ago. But the other part was just like, it was so, gosh, you know, when trash is so good, like, oh, it's so bad. (laughs) And I was just so happy for like a whole, until like the meeting at my work today that that's like take six hours that happens on Tuesdays. Until that happened, I was just like riding a high off of that goofy ass video. I was giggling my ass off at my desk. It was so glad to help. so needed. I cannot wait <laughs> to get this DVD and uh, and review it with you because I think it'll be hilarious. Actually, maybe we should get your brother in there. You know, yeah, huh. try to get that. We have to Skype him in there. Yeah. Um, we should do it like, uh, what was that one show? Uh, Master, Theater, Mystery, Master Mystery, Mystery Theater. Mystery Theater. 3000 yeah 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 you know what i'm talking about where they sit in the front yeah we we yeah it's we have to figure out a way yeah so that we're you know <laughs> well obviously we have to be in the room i just gotta get it. my I little just, studio yeah, built so. we'll make it happen though <laughs> yeah we get you know <laughs> once we get our studios yes we shall we shall work it out yeah, but no, yeah that, I, I'm excited. I, I'm excited about that. That is so fun. I mean, we were already, and we're still gonna do it. We're just gonna do it on another on another week because life has happened over the last month or whatever. We're still gonna do the review of the X Men animated series pilot, but and then we next week we're gonna do the Aquaman review because Blur Vision is he's forcing me with money. He actually bought tickets mm-hmm, uh, for mm-hmm. the special thing, so we're gonna do that this weekend, and that's what we're gonna talk about next week. Okay. I will say, begrudgingly, I will say, the new, the curmagingly, curmagingly, I will say that the new trailer that they've recently released is way better than any of the previous trailers that they've had. And it actually makes the movie look halfway decent in comparison to what we've seen before. That coupled with how adorable and cuddly, whatever Jason Momoa is, um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm not as I'm not as kicking and screaming in <laughs> as I was at the time that you were like, we're going. Hey, you could get your own popcorn. <laughs> OK, I assume I'm going to have to. <laughs> I was just saying that because, <laughs> because I was going to eat all of mine. But don't I'm just come saying, between a blurred vision and his popcorn, <laughs> evidently. Evidently. I mean, I you know, but see, I, it, it, you know what I have been doing? Like I was going to say, is like what I've been doing, though, is like. I will share the one bucket and then I'll take the other bucket home. Nigga, I'll I don't want to wait same. till half the movie's over before you grant Listen, me permission to put my you, hand in a bucket. You shall, <laughs> you shall get some of you can. Uh, <laughs> but uh, then I will take the, I'll fill it up, get the all, all new hot ass, you know, popcorn, bring it home. And then I will get hot Cheetos in a bag. I will mix up popcorn, okay. the popcorn and the hot Cheetos in a mix so that I have that later on in the so week. You know what I'm saying? That's a we, gift that keeps on giving. It, it is. I mean, and that's the stubs. You know what I'm saying? When you get the large and the stubs thing, you, you buy the medium, you get a large, but with the large, you get a refill. So it's like, boom. See, for me, my, my stubs experience is that I get the 
the the large icy Slurpee, and then mm-hmm. I finish that before the trailers are over because trailers are now an hour and forty five minutes ahead of the movie, and then I go back out there before the movie starts. I fill it up again. I got that, and if I'm desperate to pee. And the movie is not one I care too much about. I will get up in the middle of the movie, go pee, fill up my icy again, and then fill it up on my way home as well. So that's my gift that keeps on giving. Okay, let me ask you this popcorn question. I don't eat popcorn every time I go to the movie, but when it is freshly popped, which for some reason doesn't seem to be a thing in movie theaters anymore, but when it is freshly (laughs) popped, I am a person who likes to put milk duds in my popcorn. How do you feel about that? Um, you know, I was, uh, I'm, a, I'm good with that. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I can make, like, I'm, I'm good with this, uh, sweet and the savory. Um, I thought I, this was I mean? a weird thing. I was at a movie with the, with somebody who was putting M&Ms in their popcorn. I was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. That's not what you do. And then she's like, trust me, just take a bite. And I, I took a handful and I was like, oh, but see, I'm get not, I'm not a straight <laughs> chocolate person. I only eat chocolate to get the caramel in the middle. So that's why I, I change okay. it up. I put the milk duds yeah. in. So when it's nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, most definitely. I mean, I, I'm a milk dud dude, too. Uh, but, yeah, no, you know, I, I do do the, like I said, the the uh, hot Cheetos with it. But also, yeah, the, the um, I like to hit that 99 cent store get the boxes of uh of right. like milk duds, milk duds and stuff there yes sir. and then yeah and then bring that in there you know what i'm saying so so this is the oh, only goodness. time you see you see charmaine rocking a big purse is when i go to a movie theater <laughs> which uh tree don't really particularly like he thinks it's robin to a degree but see I, the way i grew up we used to make our hot dogs and shit at home we wrapped that shit in foil we put it in the big purse we got we went into right. the 99 cent store we got the sodas and the cans we put it in the big purse we got all the candy we got all of our snacks i think one time we straight up brought a uh, tupperware with lasagna in the middle you get girls got to do it yeah. but yeah. that doesn't happen now that i'm with tree but if i do happen to have snacks already in hand at the house i will i have a i, I have one big purse cuz i'm not i'm not that kind of girl uh it's a r2d2 <laughs> It looks like R2-D2. It's a fancy R2-D2, and that I will fill mm-hmm. that to the brim with snacks. That's the only time you'll catch me with a big purse. <laughs> so we're so we're going to an AMC then? It is an AMC, and it, and we have our seats and everything, so it's all cool. it's all set. You know what I mean? And we're going with the bean? Same, uh, the bean will, just, beans just will be bean. with us. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Yeah, Rice Rice is going somewhere else. She she's going to an ugly sweater party with my wife. So oh, okay. Yeah, it, it was perfectly uh, planned out. Well, that'll be fun to get a chance to do that, and and also at least I I know that I'm trying to carry my weight in terms of the whole DC thing. Uh, since we're right. since we're doing a comic book thing. Um, I know somebody tried to call me out about that shit today because one of my dudes at work is a straight straight DC fan. You know what I'm saying? Oh, really? And he was like, "You guys can't talk because you don't go watch DC movies and you don't go watch Marvel movies." And, and I kind of was like, "Bruh, hold on, I'm gonna go see Aquaman." So because he said, "How long did it take?" you to go see batman versus superman and i said it was like two weeks but and then he was like see it you know it marvels you're there the opening day and i'm like well i'm gonna go see aquaman ahead of time right i saw wonder woman on the opening weekend and i saw batman and superman two weeks later so i think i'm even now yeah i'm even now so we we good even though i'm not a dc person and i kind of do wish that we could pick up somebody that that is a dc just just to have that balance to mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you know for me like i'm straight batman when it comes to dc that is that is it for me but i i still go see them on opening weekend usually it has to be like really really bad for me not to try to go only because i'm still trying to vote for more superhero movies more comic book related movies like like i'm voting right. with my money in that respect but like there was mm-hmm. some that i absolutely refused to see i didn't go see um suicide squad i uh, you know it, i'm not unless you really really do force me i 100 percent do not want to go see this joker with fucking uh joaquin phoenix i got no right. interest no, no desire interest. not even a <laughs> tiny bit i do not right. want to see that man destroy my favorite villain 
but but it, like yeah it, yeah but that a, a vested interest in that that's yeah yeah I like I have like I have like an emotional like the second I saw the movie art for or the makeup test for Joaquin I was like you know that gif of Tracy Morgan, Morgan. the no you know what I'm talking <laughs> nope. about no 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 hell no 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 I refuse no that nope. was a hundred percent me that day like I was just like nope I'm throwing shit around the house I'm kicking and screaming I am not here for that at all but yeah like the thing is I'm I as a comic book fan I, I am here for all comics like I want to see our shit out there right. it's just the, that the stories and the characters of Marvel appeal to me more directly like I feel like and maybe it's from lack of investigation I, actually maybe I should bring on Brandon from uh, Why So Serious over here for, for this discussion mm-hmm. um, yeah because he's a DC dude. Uh, for me, I never felt like I could see myself reflected back in these certain DC characters in the way that I can with um, with Marvel characters. I mean, we talked several times about how like X Men, for any of us that are intersectional, right. some kind of way, like it, like mixed people are, we're like, oh shit, we're we're mute, we're like the mutants. They're treating us, we're like the mutant, you know, that kind of stuff. Like we couldn't, I couldn't help right, but make that right. parallel as a little kid. So the x-men spoke directly to me batman i batman is my my sense of justice like where i feel justice comes from my love of batman that happens to be dc okay great but i don't feel like they carried that off with a lot of the other characters like superman to me is straight up fucking lame he's way too op he should never have a proper villain here on earth his villains have to come from outside as far as right. I'm concerned. Otherwise, he's just a lame-ass fucking hero if he can't squash Lex. Just, Lex is a yeah. human, you know? Right. Even with Kryptonite. One, one punch. He should be one punch man. Right. Him, really. You know? Right. So, like, I feel... And, and too, um, the emotional conflicts and things that you have, like, with the ba- Black Panther and with uh, Iron Man and in the books, not just the movies, those types of things always appeal to me directly. And... I don't know why, for me, DC only hit with Batman. I don't know what they. I don't know. I feel like they put all of their all of their their strongest creative juices went into Batman or something like that. Or I just have a romantic idea of what Batman is in my own mind or something. I don't know. But yeah, like I can't. I, I just. I'll still vote. I'll still go with my money and I'll pay as long as it's as long as it's not a total butchering. You know, like like I felt Suicide Squad or um this Joaquin Phoenix Joker is gonna be. But like. I mean, I'm I'm as stupid as I think a character <laughs> um, Aquaman is. I I do love Jason Momoa. I think he's funny, um, and it doesn't hurt that he is as funny as a person that I that I can carry that over into the movie. Actually, the my favorite part of the Justice League movie was uh, Jason Momoa, his enthusiasm, him riding the car like the Batmobile, and and like he's surfing the Batmobile to to jump off and do what he's doing and stuff like that. Like I'm all of that. I was I was down for. Was it Cyborg too that was carrying him at some point and he's like my man or whatever mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that kind of thing honestly most of that movie has erased from my memory I've been trying to <laughs> I've been trying to delete that that compartment for a while but like he was my favorite part of that whole movie so I'm I'm not he I'm was. not terribly reluctant to see it it's just that I do think even in terms of how they improved the trailer the fight scene that is there that looks a lot mm-hmm. like Injustice. Like it looks like they gave us a right. nod to the to p- those of us who play Injustice or whatever, um, with the setup of that fight scene. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. We will. We shall see. And then we will have Bean. Maybe she'll be able to say something uh, about how she felt about it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? She's that'll... just learning. You know, we have to figure out what she. We're gonna make a comic book uh, fan out of her yet. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Bean That'd Vision. Be Oh, oh, no, I love it. Every now and then you appeal to the softer side of me. That's good. Now I got to get a theme song for Bean Vision and everything. (laughs) Be cute. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll see you on Saturday. That's Mixed Girl Maine. This is your boy Blurred Vision, and uh, thank you for riding with us for 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 the last uh, hour or whatever. And so, don't forget to forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you get your yeah. podcasts, and follow us on yes. social media at Blurred Comixed. That is B L E R D C O M I X E D. E D. There we go. All right. All right, (laughs) y'all. Have a good one.
Blurred Comics is a Maine Hustle Media podcast, co-hosted by Mixed Girl Maine and Blurred Vision, produced and edited by Charmaine Johnson. If you like our show, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.